welcome to that American Football Show. Today it's just me and Joe, uh, joined by our good friend from Shutdown Coverage, Ed, uh, here today. Um, Ed, do you want to say hello to the, the listeners? Yeah, um, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. Great topic to be talking about and uh, hope everyone enjoys it. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll talk about your podcast in a, in a little bit, but uh, obviously big news coming out of or waking up this morning. Uh, I was up at 3 a.m. for no reason and heard it then, but uh, Cam Newton has been signed by the New England Patriots on a one-year deal uh, with plenty of incentives uh, to kind of urge him to play better, I guess. As you two are the, the Patriots fans that I know, what were your instant kind of reactions so when I wake up this morning, I saw it. I'm not going to lie. I was absolutely buzzing because obviously since Tom Brady's gone, everyone's sort of been worried about what would happen. You know, is Stidham good enough? He, he hasn't really played too much for us in the regular season. Everyone like myself was back in Bill and it was just, it was weird because it was a surprise, but it really wasn't a surprise that this happened in the end. If If you get what I mean. It's just like, it's just Patriots all over, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I was um, going through a range of emotions, really. I was shocked to start with. Um, I, I, did, I didn't see this coming, even though, um, as you just said, this, this does make a lot of sense. It is a Patriot move, but I, di- I definitely didn't see it coming. I talked on the podcast recently about maybe Cam missing a good chunk of the season because I just didn't see anyone signing him. Um, I thought it was a joke to start with. You know, every player that big player that isn't signed they always do a patriots gif um <laughs> of bill signing them and everyone being like oh no not again um so i thought it was one of those and then um i read up about it and um it's it, it's i mean it seems like a great move um very low cost one year deal so you can cut bait at the end of the season if it doesn't go well cam gets a chance to prove himself um and you know maybe a long-term deal in the offing if uh, he looks significantly better than stidham which at this point you'd imagine he will Oh, it's such a Patriots move, isn't it? Like, <laughs> get a one-year deal for a mid, middle-aged quarterback who was really good, few injuries, and you know they're either going to have him for, like, two years, make him an absolute MVP again, and then just let him go. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I wish I was a Patriots fan. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though, Ed. You, you were saying how it's, it's a great deal. It's a great deal for both parties, realistically. Yes. I mean... You mentioned how obviously just a one-year deal and it's incentive-based as well, which I think is so important. I think for someone like Cam as well, I think that's the sort of best contract for him. Yeah, definitely Cam who he likes to play with a chip on his shoulder, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. And people talk about, you know, is he going to be, you know, what he was in 2015. He's what, he had three shoulder surgeries in the last four years. And then, of course... His shoulder seemed to be getting better last year and then he had his, his foot injury, which was obviously quite a big problem on, on the follow through. If he has sorted all of that, like it seems in his training videos that he's done with OBJ, he seems to be getting back to, to what he was. It, you know, he won't be the same on his feet as much with rushing uh, to be concerned. However, he's a very good thrower of the ball and I think people forget about that sometimes because of his athletic ability and if he can still do what he was doing, even with his damaged shoulder, I think we're on for a, a real winner here. I think um, one thing just to throw in there as well, you were talking about um, it being a good deal for him because it's incentive laden and it will motivate him. I think one thing about Cam and I was 
speaking to someone recently about this, I think part of the reason he wasn't signed, people were saying it's because he's too good, which I always thought was a rubbish argument. You know, if how can a player be too good to sign him? And the, the real answer was people couldn't see his injuries. You know, that's perfectly fair. And they were worried about having him as a backup because of his ego and things like that. But I think what better person to come in and take over from Tom Brady? That is, you've got to have some balls to walk into Gillette Stadium with the number one on your shirt and take over from Tom <laughs> Brady. And I think Cam Newton is one of the few people who can pull that off. Um, so I think it, it sort of works for, for the Patriots in that point of view. I don't know whether over these Zoom meetings, Stidham's looked a bit nervy or, you know, they just, they just haven't <laughs> a bit felt nervous like... and now they bring Cam Newton in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's quite hard to get a judge on people, you know, sometimes over video conferencing. But I don't know whether, that you know, this this was always in the pipeline or this is something they've discussed recently um, because they don't feel comfortable with Stidham. And you can't say it's because of the way he's playing because he's not playing. He, we're not practicing. So the only thing that could have given them, um, you know, sort of a nervous feeling is maybe how he was talking and how he conducted himself in, in that sphere. So I think I think Cam's got the the arrogance almost, if you like, to take over from Tom Brady and not let him affect him. To flip it on its head then, um, what are you two both concerned about? with Simon Cam Newton, if any. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. I think the contract, obviously the worry, the main thing is the injuries for me. I know he can be, as you said, a like, fairly arrogant sort of character, but I think that's going to help coming in, taking over from Tom Brady, as you mentioned just then. The fact that it's a one-year contract, there isn't much concern really for me personally. I don't know about you, Ed. Yeah, I mean, my one concern would be we've only got him for one year. Um, I think if it goes badly, as you said, you know, end of the season, just go, oh, well, thanks, Cam. Thanks for your services. But you're, you're clearly extremely injury prone or you can't fit into our do your job system. Good luck. Off you go. And we'll, we'll move on with Stidham, who's now had another year in the NFL or draft quarterback. Whereas if he plays MVP standard and we go 13 wins and get to a Super Bowl, we're going to be thinking, damn. We wish we'd signed him to a three, four year deal and then um, uh, and then because everyone's going to be competing and we don't spend that kind of money. So um, really, there's there's no downside to this, really. So that's an interesting look at it, though, because if you think that you don't spend this type of money and I think that's it's also maybe married with the thought that Bill Belichick doesn't really have mobile quarterbacks. He's all, obviously always had Brady yeah. uh, and Jimmy G is obviously a pocket passer. Um, Jacoby Brissett, obviously a bit more mobile, but they're all pocket passes, and Cam Newton can launch it downfield, but I think he's got the most uh, rushing touchdowns since he was drafted in 2011 or something, something crazy, like 54 or something. So that, do you think, obviously Josh McDaniels has shown he's a good person. I can't stand him personally, but <laughs> do, you, do you think the Patriots are going to adapt around having this very different game style to Tom Brady where no errors, no interceptions to kind of this exciting fast-paced like punch in the mouth offense i can see them like sitting in the middle personally i think obviously yeah you, you said that you've got cam's got his strengths you know his mobility might not be the same as it, as what it was and of course you know the offense changed as tom got a bit older our o-line is fantastic and that's something that cam newton didn't have in carolina oh yeah i never thought about that he's never had a good o-line so I don't know. I feel as if he's going to get the protection he needs. And I think 
they may adapt it slightly to give him a bit more flexibility if he wants to make a run or two. But I feel as if he could move into the Patriot system, not uh, easily, but with a you know a bit of work behind him and with his talent, I don't see why not you can meet in the middle. Yeah, I think if you look at the players on our roster, um, just to get this out of the way before I continue, our, our offense is not that talented. So, you know, just get that out of the way straight away. But there are things that suit Cam really well. So in Keel Harry, who couldn't get on his timing with Tom Brady, he's a big bodied guy. That's the kind of guy that Cam likes to throw to. He throws rockets a little high. That's always been his weakness. He throws a little high. But in Keel Harry's the kind of guy who can go up and come down with that kind of ball. Um, Joe Tooney and Shaq Mason are athletic guards. So if, if you, we want to run some quarterback draws and things like that, you need athletic guards to get out in front of him and block. And I think they can do that. And then on, on a final point, I think um, we have wide receivers who can, and, and pass catching backs that can come over the middle of the field short. And Cam Cam's always been good at dumping the ball off. He's always been good at throwing deep rockets. His weakness has been sort of 10-yard timing routes. And we don't really have players that run those anymore. Julian Edelman runs five, six yards because he's not as quick as he used to be. Um, and Keel Harry's that big bodied guy. Sanu runs underneath as well. James White out the backfield. They're all kind of short or deep passing routes. And I think that's what Cam's good at. And I think Josh McDonald's has proven over the years he's more than capable of coming up with a game plan. I think he's going to be quite excited. I think he's going to look at and go, OK, I've got to limit his options a little bit more. I can't give him the full range like I gave to Tom. But at the same time, I can I can create a running team like we haven't had for years. I think Rex Burkhead, Sonia Michelle, and James White are underrated runners. Um, and I then think we, James White is underrated. He's he's been doing his stuff for years under under the radar. But not not as a, you might be right. But I would argue as a runner, he's underrated. I, I, as a back, like I, 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 I saw him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and I think that. I think he'll he'll morph it into a running team, which is what we were going to be anyway this year with Stidham. So I think they've already started to morph the team into that, into that running team. And so I think Cam will fit into that quite nicely. And I mean, from a fantasy point of view, it benefits us both as we took Nkeel Harry and Edelman back-to-back in the uh, the podcast draft that we, we invented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there should be a lot of catches for Edelman. I don't know how many yards and touchdowns he'll be getting, but... Obviously, you'll get those PPR catches. Did you take Cam Newton as well? No, so someone else took Cam. Oh, was it I, 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 I checked it at one thirty in the morning. And I was like, I hope no one's taken him, and I'll try and grab him really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the guy we're playing first week as well, Adam. So, oh god, okay. oh, maybe you won't be up to speed. Who knows? And so, obviously, not the only Patriots news to have come out. Uh, there's also a punishment that has been handed down for the, of course illegal filming of the Bengals-Browns game back in December. Uh, Quote-unquote illegal. Uh, There is a $1.1 million fine, a 2021 third-round pick loss, and also uh, the Patriots production crews will not be allowed to film any games during the 2020 season. How do you guys respond to that? It happens, doesn't it? I I think it's it's one of those which... Happens to the Patriots. (laughs) Yeah, no, it does. We, we just can't seem to get ourselves out of trouble, can we? I think it's it's fair, really. I mean, it's also the fact that, isn't it true that if Cam Newton is to go after the first year, we get a, a third-round pick, yeah. third pick. So, effectively, we lose one, but if Cam Newton doesn't work out, we get another one back. 
but yeah, I, as I say, it's it's not something I'm I'm ever proud of when the Patriots get get caught for these things. And I think you know we just got to take that punishment, slap on the wrist. Could have been worse. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, as you said, it definitely could have been worse. Um, with our history, um, they could have come down harder on us, even though. You know, it was contested and, you know, even the people investigating admit that, you know, the film wasn't particularly um, helpful. Yeah, you know, it was certainly incriminating, you know, your film in the sideline. But like you say, not particularly helpful or particularly game breaking. But when you've done it before, obviously, the the, the pen- penalties normally ramp up. Yeah. So I think we, we've got off in some ways quite lightly. Um, but uh, at, at the same time at the time when it came out i did i did wonder whether there was something to it we don't normally contest these in fairness normally we sort of accept the penalty but we actually contested this one so i didn't know whether there was a little bit to it and that's maybe why it was a third round pick because they felt that we were guilty but you know we haven't got as much evidence as we have in the past so yeah okay we'll know at the penalty and so uh, we actually, with we, the podcast, we wanted to get you on at some point anyway. Obviously, this happening uh, is just uh, an easy way of getting you on, really. But uh, we were actually going to talk to you about, we wanted to talk about the Stidham situation. We had like a whole plan to talk about, do you think Stidham's going to be a good sure. starter? Obviously, Newton's messed that up. But I just want to kind of get your thoughts on, on Stidham. You too, Joe, like... Do you regard him as a, a, a career backup, or do you think he's kind of got? If, if Newton is injured and his list Frank injury does flare up in game one, is Stidham going to be a guy that you can rely on? I, I think it's a really 50 50 thing. Um, I, the game film last year we ignore because he played four snaps or whatever it was. Um, he looked great in preseason, but it is preseason. You could take some things for that. His footwork looked very good, he looked comfortable in the pocket, he's got fast arm good ball placement, but in the end, it is preseason. I think he was unlucky in college. Um, If you look back over his college statistics and the team he was on, he was on a really good team for his first couple of years in college. Looked really good, and a lot of people were touting him to be a first-round pick, not necessarily in the top 10 or anything, but a a first-round pick, and therefore a potential franchise quarterback. And then in his last year, it all fell apart, and the best players graduated or left the program and he was sacked a ludicrous amount of times, had nobody to throw to and it all sort of fell apart. And I think he got labelled with that as as all quarterbacks do. That's the nature of playing the position. If the team plays badly, it's your fault. Um, and so I think there's definitely potential there and I, I definitely think he, he can at least be a good backup around the league. But whether he'll ever become a franchise quarterback, I think it's really up for debate. Yeah, I completely agree there uh, with you, Ed. To be honest, I've I've not seen masses of Stidham. I just, when it comes to this, I I trust the organisation because they've made so many good calls in the past. It's just something I just put my trust in. I think Cam coming in is, as as we mentioned earlier, I think it's that's huge for Stidham as well because you're right. You know, Tom Brady's just left, just chucking this youngster in. You know, if that goes wrong, horribly wrong, his career that could be it. He could be yeah. done. So I think him. You know, getting another year to work behind a very experienced, very good quarterback can only be good for him. Uh, you're right, if Cam does get injured, which you know is is very possible, I, I think he will be okay to step in. Hopefully, it's not in any any big tough games against the Chiefs or or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I, I it's tough now really because everyone was right behind him, and now Cam's come in. It's sort of a bit a bit confusing. Yeah, 
Because they spent so much time kind of, oh, they haven't taken Cam Newton straight away. Be clearly Stidham's Belichick's guy, but now for, for very little reason in the middle of summer, they've kind of just gone, actually, no, Bill Belichick doesn't, maybe doesn't trust Stidham. I mean, he wants that opportunity with, with Cam Newton. Yeah, I think some of it's money wise. Um, just talk, talking about that delay, um, I think Newton would have probably asked for more money to start with. I think, again, I might be not being fair to his character, but I, I think, but also what he's worth, let's be honest, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Top, he was, he was, top, a, he's top a, he was an MVP five years ago, <laughs> absolutely. And, um, you know, I've got some stats here in 2018 before he got injured and he, this whole injury cycle started. So, you know, much more recent than that as well. He was on 67% completion rate, 15 touchdowns, four picks, and had four more scores with his legs. And so he was kind of on that MVP trajectory again, and then he got injured. So I think he was looking for a starter job or high-paid backup. And then I think it got to the point now where Bill said, look, you, there's a good chance you do start with us. So you want to start a game you can come and play for us. You're going to have to do it our way and you have to accept basically no money, but you could be a starter. And I think he ran out of options a little bit. Especially with the, the incentive kind of side of the contract as well. They've essentially gone, look, you'll get paid more, the better you are and the better you are, yeah. the better your deal coming out of it's going to be. So that that's the worst thing. It's so smart because it's a win, 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 win. Because even if he is crap and Stidham's crap, you then get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and it's just making me so upset thinking about it <laughs> well hopefully we won't have that well as you say i was gonna say hopefully we won't have that bad of a year but then you know as you say maybe it'd be good to have that bad of a year i think interesting as well i, I was looking at so sports line who do some of the sort of the betting odds for for cbs they had like the difference with like sort of percentage chances for the patriots i found these quite interesting so with Chances to make the playoffs with Stidham, they had a sort of forty-three point four percent chance. With Cam Newton, it's now a seventy-two point seven percent chance. Wow! So, so when the AFC went from two point two percent to seven point nine, so still low numbers, but that's a massive, massive increase. Oh yeah, and I've just just thought as well. I know you don't play the books this year, but you do play the NFC South next year. So, if Cam Newton stays another year you will have a season where you play both Brady and the uh, Newton's Panthers. Well, quite, quite interestingly, I don't know whether he'll play. I was looking at the schedule, looking for any matchups like that. And we've got the Panthers in preseason. So if he plays in preseason, which oh, admittedly right. I doubt, we are playing the Panthers. If but also, preseason. And if there's a preseason. Um, also, we've got the 49ers, which I thought was really interesting because... It was billed before Brady left as Garoppolo coming home and him and Brady going head to head. And, you know, did we get rid of the right guy? But now it's going to be Garoppolo coming in, playing against potentially our new franchise quarterback. And I think, you know, they made the right decision. I think first you do the right thing by Brady, but also we won another Super Bowl and went to another one in his next two years. So, I mean, I, I don't think you can argue with that. And Garoppolo hasn't set the world light with the 49ers. But him coming back, if if Cam looks better and we win that game if, if he's here sorry if he's playing at that point I think it kind of it sort of settles that argument almost a little bit even though yeah, it's a really got good look career. for the Patriots be, yeah. beating the old backup basically yeah no, yeah I didn't think about it that uh yeah Jimmy, Jimmy G's doing all right the light he said he's not lighting the world on fire but he it, he's kind of doing a low-key Brady job in that he's just yeah. keeping an offense running whilst the defense wins yeah yeah he's doing his job basically yeah 
Anyway, uh, we only wanted to keep that short one to discuss uh, kind of the, the recent news. Just a bit about you, Ed, though. Uh, do you want to let our listeners know about your pod? I know me and Craig have been on it. If you haven't listened to it, uh, do go listen to it. Uh, it's it's really good. We a lot, lot of deep dives into every single team. Obviously, we've we've done a bit of glossing over, but you really do go uh, in depth into a, a lot of the teams, don't you? Yeah. So we're doing, um, like you say, a deep dive series at the moment and um hopefully get every team in <laughs> before the season it's going to be tight but we should just about squeeze every team in we've done about 12 of them so far so we've done you know roughly a third of the league and um like you say trying to go into a lot of detail because it's it's really interesting and, and getting fans like you guys on who who know a lot about their team as well you know it's really interesting talking to you and looking at your outlook and there's always there's always great points raised that i haven't thought of and that's why it's great talking to people and uh, that's that's the main point of my podcast really is to to talk to people like yourselves who are, f- are fans and have your own podcasts and things like that getting knowledge from you guys getting your opinion bit of debate but also um doing some interviews and um trying to get some people on who've played in the nfl or coached and and sort of getting their input on things because i think you guys are certainly including this, but the people like, you know, Jeff Reinbold or... Um, yeah, I saw, I saw her um, listen to that interview. That was really good, that one with Jeff Reinbold. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. He, I mean, he, what a great personality. And then, you know, Nick Ferguson, people like that who've played in the league, I'd never get the chance to talk to them without doing my podcast. And so that that's, you know, such a great part of it that you get to talk to these people and um, talk about their experiences. And I, I try and let people talk, to be honest, and try and be kind of like a host rather than necessarily being, you know, the opinion giver, because... Yeah, like, like, inc- like encourage so, discussion more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so what, what, like, with the 12 teams you've done so far, what what, what are your kind of favourite opinions or, like, bold predictions or anything? Oh, good question. Um, well, I've done the whole NFC East, which is quite interesting. Just, just I, was, the way I, was, I was listening to the Redskins out. one. I was like, yeah. I wonder what he's going to say about the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, there, there was... Um, I think people who've been on, which has been fantastic, have been really realistic and really backed up their opinions, you know, with with facts and with numbers and stats and things like that, which has been really good. Um, I'm not a hot take person. <laughs> um, one of the biggest compliments someone that paid me is they messaged me the other day and said, oh, I've, you know, been um, enjoying it. And they just said, I really like the fact you've got a measured, like, calm approach and that you, you're not just shouting. <laughs> And I think it's because that's the American way, isn't it? You know, shouting and trying to make your point. And it's it, and that was really nice. And that's that's why I try and make it anyway. And um, but it was really good talking, um, obviously, to you guys. Doing the Ravens one was really good um, because obviously they're a really exciting team this year. Um, they're, they're my team for the Super Bowl at the moment. Um, I think they've got just too much talent. I think that that KC defense has got to come back to bite them sometime. I mean, if you look at the Super Bowl and you look at the cha- the playoff games, they got down so often and managed to come roaring back because that offense is so good. And maybe they can do that for one more year, but next year they're going to have to pay Mahomes what 200 million that Chris Jones isn't signed. And I just think the offense is going to lose a couple of pieces but still be amazing. But then I think the defense will slowly wear away and a team like the Ravens that are just so well-rounded um, will start to pit them to the post. But, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. But yeah, I mean, probably the NFC East has been the best so far just because I've done all the teams. Um, so I'm still on the lookout for people. So obviously, like you said, I've, I've got um, you guys still to come on. As uh, Sorry, for the Patriots and the Raiders um, in, in the next few weeks. And then hopefully... Uh, 
gets on on for every team so if anyone out there knows a podcast or someone who just could speak really well on the subject um, please put them in contact with me so we can get it organized I'd, I'd watch out with Tim on the Raiders. He may keep you for about four hours. <laughs> he loves the Raiders. He <laughs> loves the Raiders. <laughs> oh, that's that'll be cool. It'll be good enthusiasm. I'll just, uh, I'll just, uh, just stop recording <laughs> in the middle of it. Fine. Final yeah. question for you, Ed. Um, who's? And I know Joe asked Neil Reynolds this the other day, and it's got me thinking. Who's your dark horse for a, a Super Bowl winner? Um, I mean, it depends how dark horse you want to be, if you know what I mean. Um, maybe Minnesota. Oh, okay. Um, I think they made strides last year. Um, I, I think their losses have been overblown. I think Diggs was a really good receiver, but he was bad for the locker room. Um, in Minnesota, I'm sure he'd be fine in Buffalo, but he, he obviously had problems in Minnesota. And I think they obviously drafted... Um, the wide receiver, his name escapes me. Uh, is it Jefferson? Justin Jefferson, yeah. yeah. So they drafted him to replace him. I think Dalvin Cook will will come back to the team. I, I, he doesn't have much leverage in that discussion, in my opinion. And I think that offense is pretty primed. They won some playoff games last year. They went to New Orleans and won, which is you that's know shocking. Yeah. And that's a huge deal. That gets Kirk Cousins over the hump. The fans can't give him that jip anymore. Um, the defense is, yeah, it's lost a couple of pieces, but it's still pretty much intact. Um, and the NFC isn't as strong as I think people think. I think if you look at the North, the Packers, I'm not scared of them this year. Um, I don't think they've got that much. I think Philly are really up and down. The Cowboys haven't got a defense. Um, the South, let's see what Tampa are. We don't know yet. The Falcons haven't got a defense. The Saints are great. 49ers are pretty great. Um, but then again, the Rams, the Cardinals, they're okay. They're, they're, they're up, up and coming. Um, Seattle, I can't see them going to Super Bowl. They're such a grindy, good team every year. But you just can't see them in a Super Bowl. They just haven't got the firepower. And so, really, you know, Minnesota, you could argue, are, are a top four team in the NFC. Um, at which point, why can't you get to a Super Bowl? That's true. But I guess with the thing with Seattle is you can just absolutely not count Russell Wilson out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're you absolutely right. I mean, and I was wrong on him and, and I'll, I'll, I'll always own my mistakes. And I remember when he, about four years ago, people were saying, oh, he's just so good. He's amazing. What a player. And obviously they were entirely right. And I went down the argument of he's never had to win games. His defense has always won him games. And I wasn't entirely wrong at the time, but I didn't see the potential and what he'd done that he was playing within himself. He could do so much more, which is obviously what he's done now. And, and I was definitely wrong on him. And uh, he's an incredible player and you can't count him out. But I think when you get to championship games and Super Bowls, I think it takes more than one player. I think we, we saw that in, in, in some Super Bowls like 2007. So, you know, sorry to bring it up, but um, <laughs> you know, you had that offense of the Patriots that was so good, but that defense was old and was getting slow and we had no running game. And Wes Welker's obviously a great player, but he, again, he's not going to win you Super Bowl. So it was basically Tom Brady and Randy Moss, and they managed to sack Tom and hit him so much that he couldn't get the ball to Randy Moss. And I think, I know that's a very simplified version, but that, that's effectively what happened. And I think it's the same with Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson doesn't play MVP all year, that, that team is nowhere near a Super Bowl. 
Anyway, uh, Ed, it's been a pleasure having you on. Hopefully we can do this again sometime. Uh, I know I enjoy talking football with you. Um, yeah, do you want to kind of uh, let, let our listeners know how they can find you? Yeah, so um, on Twitter mainly, uh, at Shutdown Cover. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram as well under the same name, but I'm only, mainly focused on um, Twitter. The podcast goes out two to three times a week, um, depending on whether I have a special interview. I do two uh, podcasts a week with, with you guys or, or whoever else I've got on. And then if if someone um, big pops up, I'll, I'll squeeze them in as well. Um, it's the links in my um, Twitter description, but it's on iTunes and Spotify and all the normal places. Just shut down coverage and uh, you can just search for it in the, uh, in the search bars. Anyway, thank you again so much. Joe, do you want to kind of give our listeners our, our socials before we head off? Yeah, so our Twitter and Instagram is at TAFS underscore UK and on Facebook type in That American Football Show and we will show up. I will also put our socials and also Ed's socials and his podcast link, everything in the description. So if you scroll down, find it there. And I highly recommend giving him a listen because, yeah, I was listening. I have been listening for a while actually to Ed's stuff and it's, yeah, quality stuff. So give it a listen. Don't forget to visit our new website on thatamericafootballshow.com or .co.uk. Ed, thank you again for coming on at such short notice. And that is it for us today. Bye.